0: Black, what's up? It's Jason here. How long gone podcasts?
1: Oh, you already know what the fuck is going on. What up? Oh, man. Just having a little sinking spell before I called you. I had to shut my eyes for a few minutes. One of your spells? Well, Jason, when you are putting in the kind of work that I am on a daily basis on your body, it's tough not to give it the rest it needs and deserves. Are you feeling
0: sore right now? Or is it just general fatigue, your mobility? What's going on?
1: I would say a little more general fatigue. Um, yesterday, I had a very tough session with a trainer where I learned to um, go upside down on the gymnastics rings, um,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: uh, is very difficult of a man of my stature. And luckily, my uh, trainer was there to help me.
0: You do that um, all by yourself, or you have a friend? Well, he's a
1: paid friend, um, so I guess it's. I guess I mean most of my friends are paid friends at this point. I guess Mm -hmm, so. That's right. You know, I would consider you more of a colleague than a
0: friend. It ain't. It ain't tricking if you got it though, Chris. Damn hell yeah, that's right. Yeah, thank you for spinning that back. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that. I mean, so the gymnastics rings, you that that has been a big focus of yours, which is pretty interesting because whenever I see people do that. You know, on TV or maybe at a public park and they're, they're swinging around. That's, I feel like that's an activity that's reserved for, for some real, true athletes only. There, there's no real half step in there.
1: Uh, yes. Um, and although I like to call myself a real athlete, that's obviously not true. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just a guy. Um, and, you know,
0: <laughs> I, I am, guess I am, can- but I am just one man.
1: I'm just one man, but I think this proves, you know, mer- mercifully that even regular bros can hang upside down on some gymnastics rings in a public park if they want to.
0: As long as you, you know, pay a guy to help you do it. Yeah, it's exactly. I mean, that is really impressive.
1: As, but the rings have been a, an eye-opening experience uh, workout-wise because it's, I would say, much harder than weightlifting uh, because it's a, a different, you know, it's just a different process that I'm not used to. So there's been a learning curve. Yeah,
0: so it's so it's kind of like when you're on a dip dip machine or dip bar, um, but the bar is constantly moving around and swaying, and you have to not only hold yourself up, which is difficult, but also keep yourself from you know just flailing around and slipping. Yes, up.
1: yes, which requires. I mean, I the the, the it's fucking the, badass. It's fucking cool, bro. Uh, the rings, they change height depending on the exercise. So, you know, we could be doing tricep work. We could be doing, you know, mm. chest work. Uh, but I am sore in very odd places, which is my favorite feeling. Um, mm. after, a- after Oxycontin, of course, the second best <laughs> feeling is being sore in weird parts of your body that you didn't know, uh, you know, you could
0: achieve in, that. With. In your, non, your non-vanity muscles.
1: Yes, yes. Weird, you know, weird, you know, parts of my shoulder, you know, parts of my back.
0: Um, yeah, actually, I was when when I was doing a, a little cleanup post post remodel cleanup, I was I found my my bag of weed sport bath soak Epsom salts. So and nice. I, I was feeling I was feeling sore AF as well from from blasting off yesterday. And I, I think. Um Bay has, Bay has another shoot in in Malibu today and Uh-oh. Daddy's gonna have a little alone time, so I might do uh, you know, might put a little NTS on and get my little Soakie on. Damn,
1: TJ, going to be hanging out. I mean, what what can even fit in the bathtub? Just like your upper body, and you got to let the legs hang out. Yeah, it
0: ain't going to be much. Um, it's going to, you know, I think most of the body will be submerged, except for my knees protruding out of the water, and then you know my, I guess anything above my nipple, perhaps. Mm, That's not too bad. So you know, I
1: I I, I love a soak for you, bro. Right yeah i think it's cool i mean i, I think that also you you know having some alone time lighting a radio, listening to some fucking you know lame music that you like is mm-hmm. perfect way perfect way for you to decompress
0: i have to ask if i have permission to light the byredo but we'll see
1: <laughs> fingers crossed fingers crossed i feel see actually it? i
0: actually feel pretty confident about it
1: Okay. Well, I, you know, I feel confident, too. If you're confident, I'm confident. I, feel, kind of, well,
0: I, uh, I, I imagine a scenario where, you know, like when you're the, the, the parents go out of town and the kids dip into the, the liquor cabinet and then refill the, the Kettle One bottle with, with some water, I might be mm-hmm. doing the same, the same move with uh, the, the bar- you know, the, the fill up the, the, the Byredo s- with the Yankee Candle oatmeal <laughs> cookie. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: son, this Snaps bottle looks a little different <laughs> than when we left
0: is uh, feeling a little light, Yeah, DJ, Something
1: you want to yeah, we, we know about? I use this kitchen scale for a lot of things, Jason, and I, I'm finding some inaccuracies with your story.
0: Um, um, good to see you, Jason. It smells great in here, actually. Something, a reason why?
1: Well, yeah. They, I mean, you're a known cook, you know, so an oatmeal cookie smell, you know, maybe it would <laughs> trick someone, you know.
0: Mm. I'm going to have had, to produce a I, cookie.
1: I have to talk about my meal that I had last night. It was pretty mind-blowing.
0: Oh, okay. I remember you were talking about this. There was a handmade mini well, min- James
1: Jake and Adrian, our, our friends, have recreated the Parisian Israeli restaurant Miznan. Jake Davis uh,
0: and Adrian Ho. For our listeners at home, you know. And
1: I mean, every bit of this shit was. I mean, the, the pita. I watched the pita come out of the oven mm-hmm. and then directly into my fucking dome. Right, right, (laughs) bro. I I can't believe I'm saying this. It might be better than the actual restaurant, dead ass.
0: That's high praise, and I guess it is kind of possible because I know I know that Jake works with only the most luxurious flowers um, to make this pita bread, and you know, I think I think a restaurant like that they probably can't afford with their profit margins to be buying you know top 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 dollar.
1: Yes, and I—I I mean, it's small batch, Jason. You know, so we had Ooh, we had all the fixins', but I had a potato pita and a cauliflower pita as well. And what does that mean? Some, that
0: means that there's cauliflower inside the pita as a filling, yeah, or like, there's it's like it, a cauliflower base, like a cauliflower pizza crust. It's not like that. No, no,
1: no, no, no. It's like a the the famous Miznon sandwich. My my personal favorite is the cauliflower. So it's just a it's a pizza with cauliflower and assorted they're like all right what yeah. is
0: the most flavorless vegetable we can put in this bitch all right cauliflower let's get it popping
1: i'm telling you and then jake also has some wild boy tomatoes and you know i'm not a tomato <laughs> head but i was i was fucking geeked off tomatoes bro <laughs> there was a homemade there was a were homemade these cherry hummus. tomatoes
0: or were these were these beef steaks no nah, these were these were
1: oxblood beef steak
0: <laughs> well i'm glad it was hitting it was hitting man this Damn, it, was, hitting. it was a proper carbo load for you well i've just had
1: so many great meals since i've been here because all my friends are good at stuff and i'm not good at anything except being a guest uh mm-hmm. so
0: you and you have been you've been have you been improving as as a guest with your you know showing up with the right natural wines and, and things like that i have
1: yes jason if you're fishing for a compliment i'll give it to you um yes i you know yeah, when uh, i'm yeah. when, when i'm going to a real head's house Mm-hmm. You know, I, even as a non-drinker, I can't show up empty-handed. That would be uncouth. Uh, yeah, and you can't so, show
0: up with no fucking guia bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I'm You delicious. can't show up with a non-alcoholic aperitif no, spritzer.
1: No. Now, I do stop and pick up, obviously, a couple of bottles of Mountain Valley Sparkling for myself. Mm-hmm. But if my guests are going to partake, I must provide them with a high-quality grape um. <laughs> From from Melrose, Melrose, uh, you know the, the domain on Melrose where you sent me. Domain, um, and it's everybody I've given a bottle to from Emil to Scott. They all they were all geeks. They Everyone's
0: nutting off, aren't they?
1: Sam, Jane, I mean every all, all the guests were were getting giving me great reviews, um, and uh, I I tell most of them that you
0: helped me. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, I don't honestly I, I did I picked all of those wines out. I've never tried any of them. I was just kind of uh using, yeah, but it using felt, my spidey sense.
1: But that's what was cool about it. It felt bespoke because you also knew the receiver. Mhm. Which is which is, you know, not always the case, but so I I have a as usual, I get the treatment I deserve and have a I have my own sommelier
0: wonderful to hear and then uh so this is also just kind of further solidifying your eventual permanent move to los angeles (laughs) that's
1: not that i don't know what you're talking about that is not i mean look i'm thriving right now um in in some ways but it mostly comes down to just the amount of physical activity i'm able to do
0: yeah carolyn's friend max he works uh he's he, he lives in new york he works in in data he's a data man and he just he just came to la one-way ticket just like don't figure it out don't don't know how long i'm gonna be here but it ain't gonna be a short time
1: well i mean that's i think that's where we're at in the world i think no one's the the thing is no one's got anywhere to be uh Mm -hmm. but as americans there's not many places we can go so it, it does it does limit our um our our uh, mm-hmm. location location options you know um yeah. but i do think we're gonna see a lot of people like you know with nobody if nobody has to go to an office for the next year let's say or at least until 2021 um mm-hmm. you know it's like if you have the means you and a couple of your friends are definitely gonna go get a house somewhere night you know with a beach or whatever if you mm-hmm. can why would you not do that you know at
0: the very least a palm springs getaway or something
1: exactly a little a quickie palm springs exactly
0: mm-hmm. just just spread that virus on the low um look bro chill i
1: you know i mean i i thought the sun killed it let
0: me live dog i thought the sun killed it the sun does kill it that's confirmed for sure i mean it, i mean
1: it's killing my tan right now bro i'm looking bronze baby i'm looking <laughs> like a damn looking like a damn statue
0: are we are we filling out? Do we have any problem areas? Or are we good good money all over?
1: Well, I'm having a little bit of a sock issue. Um, <laughs> you know, from from on the on the court, the the white Thorlows are leaving a slight tan line I see on my mid
0: calf. So your your sock issue is you have a sock tan. Yes, that's a tough one. I mean, that it's really hard to even that out. I've found.
1: I, I think I'm fucked but it also And you're never
0: gonna be no show boys. That's just not gonna happen.
1: No shows are, are truly something I couldn't be more against. I, I can't believe yeah. that anyone would wear them.
0: I know then they had a big run back in you know back in the day.
1: I think there's still some dorks out there that wear, you know, the peds with loafers and shit, which is loafers have leather lining so that you don't have to do that.
0: I know, but you know, some people their their foot and shoe and sock story can really vary it's a, it's a spectrum of smells is what i'm saying some some people can just do it and some people whatever their their flora and fauna going inside of that body produces you know even if you have a high quality leather sole is gonna be fucked up bro
1: <laughs> bro it's gonna be fucked up <laughs> um well we have we have a guest today
2: mm-hmm.
0: um
1: uh, a friend of mine, uh, Alex Frank, who is a, uh, writer in New York, and he's talked to all of our heroes on this podcast. Um,
0: on this po- re- All of our heroes on this podcast.
1: Well, he's just talked to all of our heroes. Your favorite musician, Londel Ray. Yeah, My he, favorite musician, he's
0: a, he's a music Mariah writer. Kerry. He's, he's only, uh, I think that's the other way around. I'm definitely more of a Mariah Stan than you are.
1: I actually, you know, I'm going to get into about Londel Ray because I feel like it's, it's really gone downhill, but, you, he did, just also talk, did he's it. Just
0: talk, he's like, I didn't write a story about how her body looks. Uh, it's no, more about the music. That.
1: And then, and then he also did a cover story with Sienna Miller for Elle at the end of last year, which I obviously needed tea on.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but legends only: Aretha Franklin. I mean, he talks you know. to some of
1: your little bullshit, like Eve's tumor and fucking Arca and no. all that shit you're into.
0: Arca is fire. Eve's, you know, we'll take it or leave it. But yeah, Arca, you can't come for him. Her, I mean,
1: then I, then. I, I, I cannot because I'll get canceled. But I, it's unlistenable. Um, so you're unlistenable. Uh, that's also true. Uh, you can listen to How Long Gone wherever podcasts are available. Um,
0: you just took the wrong drugs, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: all right. Let's give Let's give Alex a call.
0: Yes. All right.
1: Hey, um,
3: I've never done I've never done a three way Facetime.
0: That's a lie, well, and you know it.
3: Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, it's it's something that actually I don't think Jason and I have ever done before either until we started this podcast. It's really cool.
0: That's it's, debatable. I think you
3: can do. I think you can do like crazy groups.
0: You can have like thirty-two people in one FaceTime, and that's seems- oh, man.
3: You, at the beginning of the pandemic, I like did a few Zoom situations, but I, it was just like I couldn't handle it. And I stopped and then I refused to Zoom. Like people invited me to their Zoom birthday parties and I just said, no, I'm not coming. And they were like, well, literally you have nothing else to do. And I'd be like, yeah, but I'm not going on a Zoom with 47 people right now. I
0: can't yeah. Do it. Zoom. Re- remember back in the old days when people would have fucking Zoom parties and Zoom <laughs> happy hour drinking things? This, it seems like so long ago. No, bro, we're
1: out in the streets. Thank you God that know. shit died because it was. Chris, you in L.A. now? No, I'm just in yes, L.A. He for does. A, no, I'm just out here for a little, you know, siesta. Uh, nice. No, but I came here July 1st, um, and it has been excellent. But I mean, New York, New York sounds pretty good to me from what I'm seeing.
3: I mean, I yeah, it's like, a hellscape. It's, it's the best of times worst of times situation where like obviously there's a ton of bummer stuff happening but there's also like i mean i've been in new york almost 13 years now and i've i've never seen the city like this it's like a totally new way to see the city um so yeah there are things that are really cool although i read today that cuomo is done with the outdoor drinking and he's making it illegal again so we're back to not drinking on the sidewalk
1: Mm. fucking cuomo you yeah. know i really I
3: don't mean, like him i didn't take you for a cuomo sexual i'm not a cuomo sexual <laughs> I'm, not a fan. I'm not a fan it's just like I, it takes a certain kind of nerve to be like bragging all the time when your state had it the worst like that's mm. that's like a that's a very specific kind of like
1: braggart hey if yeah, it, it works
0: for that's
3: trump a weird thing to me
0: if it works for trump it could work for new york
1: that's true it also works for
0: chris black as well pretty pretty i
1: I mean i i
3: love to follow my leader but i have to stop at a certain (laughs) point you you know what i mean is california like scary right now
1: hell no bro it's fucking convertibles in and out burger sunshine
0: yeah the only thing scary about california right now is like sometimes the waves are really big and it'll kind of toss you around (laughs) in the ocean a little bit but otherwise it's all good
1: I'm a little worried about my beachfront Malibu property because the sand is like eroding a little. But other than that,
3: it's been pretty That's good. Something and to ma- clock. Your mask tan. You're gonna have a mask tan.
1: I actually the mask outdoor shit. I thought that was like I didn't. I thought they kind of said that wasn't necessary, but now it is. It's very confusing.
3: But people don't, they're never outside in LA anyway, so I guess it's like, you're always in your car anyway, so you don't really need to worry about it.
1: I see a lot of people wearing masks in their car, which is truly demented.
3: <laughs> That's really, like, the next level of... I yeah, see it all the time.
1: Jason, don't you see it, too?
0: I see it constantly. I, I think if you're a person alone in your car with a mask on, it makes it makes my life and my job easier of knowing, like, okay, I know everything I need to know about this person. <laughs> like it's they're, almost...
3: It's almost sweet, I would say Like it's It is, I like, mean
0: it's, it's just kind of like I don't know what's going on I'm just yeah. going to do the best I can do And I don't care if I look I mean you could spin it to a, a very sweet story Or just like, uh, <laughs> this is annoying Motherfucker story as well right.
1: I, I think sometimes it's people who Just are so committed to wearing the mask They forget, which is yeah. probably a good thing I am unfortunately not that committed To wearing a mask, but I do wear it when told When, when I'm when I s- am supposed to
3: Oh, not just when you're told. Like you don't have to be yelled at on the street to wear it.
1: <laughs> well, I like that because that gives me some e- excitement. You know, I just read actually that da- uh, that Jacks uh, from Vanderpump Rules was in the airport in Dallas and people were telling him to wear a mask and he just ignored them and kept walking, which is so sick.
3: <laughs> I don't even. i never. I never watched Vanderpump's Rules, but it does not surprise me.
1: Good that for you. That, that wow, I'm surprised actually. As
3: a guy whose job it is to literally comment on culture, that you're not looking at the highest.
1: Well, you know what's culture. really funny
3: is I went to a I went to a screening of um, Andy Cohen because my friend was doing like a performance on the Andy Cohen show and wow, the, big ca- flex, the, big two flex. Two of the characters from Vanderpump Rules were there. I th- I think they were both from Vanderpump Rules, and everybody was freaking out about them. But it's like a really weird experience when you literally have no idea who those people are. But anyway, I did like. Interact with Vanderpump Rules. I met somebody on Vanderpump I like. Rules.
1: I like that you call them characters and not people. Well, and like, that 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 says a lot. And I think you're right for that.
3: Yeah. Like I. I. Yeah. Because I. You know what's really funny is like when you approach the show from someone who doesn't watch all of that stuff. Like it really does seem fictional when you come at it from like yes. a context of not like I don't watch. I, I think the Housewives are really cool. Like I think they're funny. <laughs> like I very you cool. Know, but like. I don't watch it, and so when I when I so I was just like, okay, I'm gonna watch this show because I met this person. Her name is Stassi, and I was like, I'm gonna watch the show. <laughs> so so I, I watched the show. and it was, and it
2: was
0: You can't sweat. just tell Chris that. You can't so, just you know, casually St- drop uh, for,
2: Stassi.
1: First of all, first of all, her name is Stassi. Uh, Stassi, so put, Stassi. put some respect on her fucking name. Sorry, Second sorry. of all, <laughs> she has been canceled, so you're in the clear. Why? Uh she, her, and another cast member attempted to get a a black cast member arrested
3: oh, yeah, I for like not this.
1: really doing anything but she has hired a serious crisis PR firm and she's pregnant so she's trying to rehab her image as we speak
3: whoa that's uh-huh. crazy well I uh-huh. met her at Vanderpump Rules or at Andy Cohen and people were very excited that this was bef- before any scandal and people were very excited that she can was, we she talk was, about- a celebrity
1: yes well she is a celebrity in certain circles Hold unfortunately now she's a Karen exactly she now really she's is a Karen. I, what was your experience at Watch What Happens Live? Because somehow I've been passed over again and again to be the guest bartender. Oh, that's,
3: that's, so my friend was the guest bartender. That's why I was there. And like, it was, that's sort of like my, I would love to be the guest bartender on Andy Cohen. I don't know. I have like a weird, I like him. I don't know why. Like, I love him. Yeah. Like, I know he's not like a perfect guy and there's something off about him in some ways but like i <laughs> i really i really like him and i just like find him really appealing and i watch that show i even watch the shows about the housewife like i watched like the his when he does when he has lisa vanderpump or whoever on the you show, watch the show. those even though i don't know what the hell they're talking about because, i gotta
1: say alex that's pretty weird i gotta well, say but
3: <laughs> <laughs> i like him and he you know what he can sometimes get celebrities like open like Yes, like he can get Mariah Carey to talk to him in a way that like nobody really can. But like, you were
0: unable care. to, perhaps.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and so like I, I, you know, I just I I give him a lot of credit for that. He's the Mark
0: Maron of Bravo.
1: He is the Mark Maron of Bravo. Is, but I, you yeah. know, I have I have gone a step further, and I've actually read Andy Cohen's books. Whoa. Uh, and so if you thought you were the real fan, I just want to put it into perspective for you. Uh, and <laughs> his, there's one that's like a diary. Mm-hmm. And this is like years. This is years ago at this point. I, I at the time, didn't realize like how plugged in he is like in Hollywood. Like mm-hmm. he's on the yacht with Barry Diller and shit Chim- oh, all yeah. summer. Like he's oh, really yeah. on another level. So then once I found that out, I was extra in because I also want to be on the yacht with Barry Diller. Right. What do you right, th- what do you it think out, it is out? of
0: what what is it about him that allows him to gain access into the upper echelons as just what? a uh, you know basic cable TV show host? He's very plugged in. I mean, he made
1: all those shows. Like he created, he basically made Bravo, which is owned by NBC
3: like a conglomerate, like a giant juggernaut mm-hmm. of money making.
2: Yeah. Um, he invented it, he's like the
3: Aaron Spelling of our time. Like he invented yeah. the soap opera of our time. Yeah, he's also he, a huge Grateful Dead fan. I interviewed him about his uh, Grateful Dead obsession for this story that I did about Grateful Dead fans. Nobody that's perfect. Because him
1: in, that's because he mobs out with my king John
3: Mayer. That's no, boy. but he's been going. He's been going since the '80s. Like he, he's been going to Grateful Dead shows since he was like a teenager.
1: I wish I understood the Grateful Dead, but it's a big challenge on this show.
3: I went to see them in, on Halloween last Are you, year.
1: Are you a de- was it for research or are you a deadhead bro? I'm not
3: a deadhead. I like them. I'm not like I don't know a ton, like a ton a ton. My uncle was a deadhead so I kind uh, of like had them in my kind of purview. Sure. But it was a great show. It was like 17 hours long and like I don't smoke weed so it was just like funny to like every like everybody was offering me a joint like if i smoked weed it would have been the best wow place in the so world. you like
1: so you did coke at a
3: grateful dead show that's pretty no, weird never <laughs> there were, i thought it would just be weed but a lot of those baby boomers were like on other drugs too like it was really clear that the baby boomers were also on like psychedelics maybe, ke- yeah maybe ketamine though too. fire I, oh. I, 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 I couldn't tell but it wasn't just weed for sure
1: I, I just – the popularity of the Grateful Dead in this time is very interesting to me because I I just wanted like – I want to basically check everyone I see and be like, all right, bitch, when did you start listening to this
3: shit? Like if you right. grew up listening to this shit, all right, go crazy. If you started well, two years ago, I can't rock with you. Well, I actually think it's interesting that you say that because I, there's I think there's something about them that like – it's like a dog whistle thing that does that people who are 20 don't like I know a lot of people who get into it, who've gotten into it when they're like 30 years old exactly like I think it appeals to a certain kind of like 30 pushing 40 kind of guy like don't talk just, to us like that okay
1: cuz we're not it's not going to work on
3: us <laughs> It's not oh, I asked Andy Cohn if there were like a lot of gay deadheads and he had no answer for me. I was just like, I've never, <laughs> I've, you're the first gay deadhead I've ever met. And he was like, oh, OK, cool. It would have been pretty cool if you checked Grinder at the show just to <laughs> I see. Should, I, I should have done that.
1: Just to see what's going down. That's that would have been a cool.
3: If we can go back to concerts, I would do that as the great
1: I, 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 But that's the thing. I have no interest in the music, but I would absolutely
3: go to a show. Like it was, if somebody invited me. It was fun. It was beautiful. Like, it was a moment. I, I was, was it in, in New York? Was it in, like, Jones Beach or something? You no, know, it was – the, the problem was that it was at Madison Square Garden. MSG, like,
1: baby. I, Come on.
3: Well, the real experience is going somewhere that's, like, scenic and beautiful and seeing them. So you, you got to hit Red
1: Rocks, you know. Right.
3: And I so I didn't have that experience. And then the whole the whole setup is there with all – you know, at Madison Square Garden, they didn't have, like, you know, all the booths with the – all that stuff. So it's, oh, like, a different yeah, yeah. Party but in but the
0: parking still, lot. The,
3: Yes, but it was still really, really. It was it was special, and I was captivated by it for sure.
1: How hot did John Mayer look on stage?
3: I mean, I was pretty far, but uh, <laughs> he, he looked all right, I guess. Yeah. Have you? Have you? <laughs> I I think
1: John Mayer's career is also one of the wildest things like we that, that we've ever experienced as well, people. My-
3: my question is, is like, is, is the music something that is experienced? Like, do people – like, does he – is he just a – is he a reality celebrity at this point? Or do people actually, like, buy that music and listen to that music? No, no, no.
1: The music slaps at certain stages. <laughs> right. Like, I, I am a fan, truly, of when he goes, like, a little more, like, country. It's pretty good. Like, Yeah, like, I could see the, that. The, that record that he did – it's called Born and Raised. That record's, like, very good. That's kind of his mm-hmm. peak. Um. But I just think from a 360 degree celebrity, we don't have that many that are able to do everything that he does. I think it's a pretty rare
3: thing. Right. He's like, what can, what, what does, way, he like, do? does he do?
0: He, he sings and plays guitar and fucks chicks. I, I can name a lot of people who can do that, but
3: I'm saying he's, first of all, the, the
1: caliber of woman is crazy. I mean, this guy has re- run through them all. It's insane. But okay. then he also. The Grateful Dead thing is actually crazy. Like the amount of music he had to learn to like beat, like that's insane.
3: And he played Jerry Garcia. He plays Jerry Garcia's guitar for some of the shows. Like he's really in it and he's committed his life to it. They tore a fucking lot. I know. You know what it's I mean? Crazy. Like, it's crazy. It's it's a real commitment. Like he made a real you're right. Like to learn they're, they're like four-hour shows. I know. Like, that's what I'm saying. I think it's Yeah, like he really the com- has
1: committed. the commitment level to do that, still have your own output. For sure. uh, to me, you know, he's
0: p- the he's the Pete Davidson of music. Exactly, exactly. He's the Pete oh. Davidson of
1: music. Or maybe
3: he's like a really secretly like the, just the super hardest worker ever, and he like manifested all of this by like working his ass off. I don't know.
1: I think he must be. I think guys like that are genuinely just like blessed. Like it's very mm-hmm. easy for them to like learn the music and do that side of things. Right. Um, but his looks don't hurt. You know, if I'm being honest, no. you know True.
3: that head sure. of that head of hair is immaculate you know and I it's, would kill for that hair
1: you have great hair I was about to comment I know you but, let it grow out
3: well this is an ex- I mean it's an experiment we'll see I don't know do if you, I'm gonna have John Mayer locks but I can't oh really you're get- not you're not you don't I,
1: unless you're going to Sally Hirschberger, sweetie you're not gonna get there so
2: <laughs> <God damn
1: it. laughs> oh, man. uh did you give yourself a haircut in quarantine
3: I've been giving myself many haircuts yeah and like I kind of like the haircuts I've been giving myself to be honest with you like I didn't do a terrible job. The thing about giving yourself a haircut, though, is not necessarily how it looks that day. It's mm. like when you don't do it evenly, it grows in so crazy. Like mm. the problem was like three weeks later, like I'd have patches here and like here. And it was just like so I finally did get a professional haircut. And it was just like, I'm going to bite the bullet and do this. How, and good was, th- how good did it feel? It felt really good, but it's such a weird. Ex- I mean, it was such a awkward experience that it's like the pleasure of getting your haircut is completely removed from the equation and so also my barber went out of business so I had to go to a different person but like it's just like an awkward experience with the face shield and there's it's dead quiet and there's just two people in there and so it doesn't really you know I used to like love getting my haircut and you just sit in the chair and chill the fuck out and whatever and Mm -hmm. now it's like it's like going into, like, the biodome or something. <laughs> yes. There, I, there aren't
0: very many places left where we can have the locker room talk that we that we so <laughs> exactly, need from exactly. the barbershop.
3: <laughs> See, I shut the fuck up in the barbershop chair. I, I want to not talk. Like, my whole life is so much talking that I'm like, when I'm in that chair, I just kind of, I'm quiet.
1: I became pretty good friends with my barber. And, really? And, and her and I, yeah, I mean... I really like her and she's had a really interesting life kind of. And I, I just, I don't know. I, I like her a lot. And we, Did she make we, house calls? She would. She told me she would for me, which was like very gratifying of course, because I love mm-hmm. special treatment. Um, mm-hmm. But I've, I haven't been in New York since March. So I have it. She's back at work though. I know. I mean, the, the barbershop is open. You know, I think it's just like a, like you said, it's like weird and there's capacity issues and all that stuff. So maybe I
3: should go to her though. Hey, her. Yes,
1: I would love to. I'll send you her stuff. She works at fellow barber. Her name is Andrea. Please do. Yeah, I. I, Um, she's yeah. She's got some cool stories uh, about like '90s LA, which is my probably Mm. top top time period, like Viper Room
3: LA kind of thing.
1: Yeah, like she lived here and was like a stylist in that era, and like before she before she's had like a few lives. She's like a model. She's like a. She's had a few lives, so it's a very interesting story um but i miss i mean i've i shaved my head uh and so did jason so we we are in the same boat we gave ourselves haircuts for a while
3: i'm sticking with it i really like i'm commit i've decided to commit i'm not gonna shave like i'm gonna do the full thing but we'll see
1: did you did you 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 traveled a bit right you haven't been in new york the whole time
3: mostly i've been here the whole time i was in pittsburgh for like two weeks but yeah, I, I can't I've, i can't believe you're from pittsburgh i don't think i know anyone from pittsburgh you don't know anyone from Pittsburgh? No. I mean Andy Andy Warhol, I guess. Yeah, Andy Warhol is from Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm from Pittsburgh. Yeah, born and raised. Like, Actually, that's not true.
1: Lauren Sherman, who you might know from Business of Fashion, is from Pittsburgh.
3: I don't know her.
1: Yeah, she's a, she I believe she is from Pittsburgh.
3: Another Pittsburgh writer.
1: What's the vibe in Pittsburgh? It seems pretty weird.
3: It's yeah, it's weird. I mean, I didn't like it growing up, like, but I've come to like understand its appeal now like my parents met when they were 5 they went to elementary school together i went to the same high school as them it's just like a very old fashioned place with serious roots and serious like yeah just like a like a like that sense of of rootedness which only made sense to me and, like, only started to be kind of appealing to me was when I left Pittsburgh and I met a lot of kids who were, like, who had grown up in places that they had no attachment to. They yeah. were just, like, they grew up in suburbs that they, like, weren't really, like, connected to in a in a lasting way. They were just a place that their parents had moved or something like that. Yeah. And so, like, I started to understand, like, why Pittsburgh was... It is special, but it doesn't mean I really want to live there. You know what I mean?
1: Sure, of course. No, no, I I understand that. I think that's an interesting way to put it. I mean, I've never been there, which is kind of strange. I feel like I've been to a lot of cities like that, but I've never been. I've never had like a reason to go there. But, you know, they did open an Ace Hotel. So now I must, I mean. Very (laughs) close to my house, actually. They're calling me.
3: Like my my parents like live like it's not the same it's not gentrifying in the same way that like New York would, but it like kind of is. Yeah. And my parents like just happen to kind of live on the edge of that neighborhood. Isn't there like a tech thing happening? And that's yes, what Google Green... Go- Google has an office. That's they all it they takes. probably
0: have some bomb ass gastro pubs there. <laughs> yeah, they,
3: they're really they are really <laughs> into that kind of stuff.
2: Uh-huh.
3: Also we have our own like very cheap like Coors light beer called iron city light and you have to stay with a pittsburgh accent so you say iron city and mm. it's like the most it's like it was like 25 cents a can when i was growing up like and you could get it like everywhere and it was like 20 it's called iron city light and it's like only available iron in city.
0: so that's like your version of an old style or a yingling or
1: yeah it's like water
3: else. with like it's like water with like a little bit of beer in it basically
1: mm. well for 25 cents what can you really expect hey, i've had Coors light yeah. I actually, you know, a friend of mine, Adam Ray, who actually listens to the show, I think he told me that one of the best, like, electronic music parties in the world
3: is in Pittsburgh. Really? Yeah. Like, a, like is, it, it might be like a gay rave. There are like when I I don't know what it's like anymore because I really don't spend that much time there. But when I was younger, it was a very fun, weird place like there wasn't a lot going on but it was basically like there were parts of it that were just like an abandoned city so there was like a lot of weird shit happening in warehouses and like you could go like there was like weird punk shit happening everywhere. Like it really had that because it was just such a cheap place without like, like, it, like things were just like available and open and closed down. Yeah. What mean. Like mm. there was all these old factories. There's all these old warehouses that no longer operate. And so there is like a weird scene there, but I've never heard of it as being like, Um, sort of heralded by anybody outside of Pittsburgh.
1: This sounded very underground to me, but like also very big in whatever the community was. As Mm. a person who likes guitars, it was a little lost on me. (laughs) Um, But did you, what were you into growing up? Were you into punk and shit? Or were you into like whatever La Del Rey was at that time?
3: Uh, Like a (sighs) mixture of both. I was like a weird mixture of both. You know what I mean? Like I loved like Bikini Kill and stuff like that, but I was really also into like, Britney Spears like I was just like a very weird mix of things and I like didn't really that's actually a perfect
0: mix not a weird mix
3: yeah I would say that's like ideal really yeah it it took me a long time to figure out how those two things could coexist in my life and like a in a a Mm -hmm. holistic way but like (laughs) they do and like I like I love both sides of that thing but I like I like loved Britney Spears when I was in seventh like loved Britney Spears when I was (laughs) in so but what's I,
1: going what's going on with all this Britney Spears drama? Because I I don't follow because it was on Diet Prada and they're my nemesis, so I'm a little uh, confused. If are you, you can, a Britney if,
0: truther? Is do you believe that she is being controlled by her handlers?
3: I don't think there's it's even a question. Like she no. she has been Let's under go. this conservatorship since since I, either 2007 or 2008. She, it's really weird because she came to be famous when she was 17, and now she has basically the legal rights of a 17-year-old. So she's just like 17 forever because her dad basically – I don't think she can vote without her dad's permission. I mean the, like the conservatorship like Shit. has insane – like like those things have insane – rules like he's in charge i think of her probably of i mean i don't want to get sued so i don't know how much i can say but i i think he's in charge of her finances like i think he can he deals with like the custody issues relating to her and kevin like and it's her it's her dad not even her mom like her mom is apparently now trying to petition to get some control
1: because the dad's like a known shithead right
3: i mean it's really hard to say yeah i mean he might he may or may not have saved her life with this situation yeah
1: exactly exactly Mm. but but it
3: But it's like, but like, you know, she has talked openly about it being like a prison. Like she, like she, there was that one documentary that came out in I think 2008 or 2009, where she sort of let the guard down. She has never let the guard down since. And she's crying in this documentary. It was on MTV. And she's just talking about how she's basically in prison. And like, there's no joy in her life. There's no, there's just like nothing. And I, I, I don't know that that's still true, but like she seems to have a good time on Instagram and like I really want her to have fun but I but I do think there's a way in which like she yeah like I she's she's a little stuck She I think. seems
0: to have like a Michael Jackson Jackson family kind of vibe going on.
1: Yeah I mean, like, there's a lot of money. Like we're talking about like a lot of money, correct. And a lot
3: of people employed. Like the thing yeah. is like these these people become like corp- she's a corporation and so mm. Like, there's all these people on the payroll. Yeah, it's like keeping a business afloat. You know what I mean? Maybe you have to change the CEO, but, like, it needs to keep going. Like, the stock has to keep going, you know? And – but it's just a bummer because I don't – like, I saw her in Vegas and I was – I went to one of the early shows in Vegas and, like, everybody was talking about that show as if it was, like, this great liberation moment for her because she was back on stage and she was, like, woman power and all this kind of stuff. But it just seemed really sad to me. And I just, like, kept thinking, like, does she want to be on that stage? Like, she looked really, like, she she never spoke to the audience. There was no video screen, so you couldn't even see her face close up. Like, oh, it was literally, shit. like, it was, yeah, it was, like, as. As bummer a show as I could imagine a Britney Spears show could be, so I was kind of like, this is not, this does not feel like a liberation moment
1: to me. See the vibe think. on Instagram to me is is like a little bit like like porn hub at home is kind of the aesthetic, like the it's it's all. Expand on know. that,
0: please, Chris. It just <laughs> seems.
1: Oh, you mean, like,
3: her Instagrams and stuff?
1: Yeah, it just seems so, something about it seems so weird, but also, like, authentic to her, maybe. Like, it actually feels like she's doing it, which makes it more weird. But then there's the boyfriend, which, is that a prop, or is that real? I can't decide.
3: The thing with Britney is, like, this is, like, she is always, like, a symbol of the uncanny. Like, you never know what's real and fake with her. Like, even with her voice, like, has been altered through a computer to a point where, like, I don't even, like, who knows what her voice even is. It, like, is a computer. Her
1: her speaking voice or her singing voice or both? Her
3: singing singing voice. Okay. She is, like, she, she, like, it's hard, it's always been hard to know, like, what's real and what's fake with her. That's, like, the vibe of her. Like, she has some, like, cyborg qualities to her. Like, some of those videos, she looks like a robot, like, malfunctioning or something like that. But, like, Mm. she's, you know, I mean, I just love her so much. And I think she's, like, a like a deeply emotional person who (laughs) I connect to on many levels. And like, I just want her to be happy. I mean,
1: she is truly an icon.
3: And I think that all of us are probably like a similar age. So we
1: like really grew up during the heyday of that, where she was like the most famous person in the world. Um, Like
3: beyond, like she is a, she is in the pantheon, you know what I mean? And I think like, I also like think she had a lot of creative influence on like the world that we live in now. I mean, for good and for bad in some ways, but I hear her presence like in so much music ranging really? from Yeah, like I just hear her presence in ra- music ranging from like Rihanna and Selena Gomez to like Arca and like all you know like her <laughs> influence I think has been like really big and I and I think like she doesn't really get a ton of credit for that because nobody believes she actually did any of it so like yeah. I, I think I think she has kind of changed things a lot Damn, I've never thought about that. I think of her more as like I don't think about the music that much anymore. I think I just think about
1: the celebrity of it all, you know. I and think like,
3: most most people probably do at this point, but I'm still, you know me, I'm still, I'm still, <laughs> still, I'm still holding on to her music. What's your favorite
0: Britney part. song? Before we I move mean,
3: on, it's a really hard thing to answer. Okay, for maybe me. maybe
0: your favorite ballad, and then your favorite like okay, dance favorite song. ballad
3: is "Every Time," which is the only song she's ever written, and. Like, I think it's the only really? song, song that's been on one of her albums. And it's the song that she wrote after Justin Timberlake released Cry Me a River. And she was really upset. And the opening lyrics, like, it's a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. And the opening mm-hmm. lyrics, the for opening two lyrics of the song are the words, Notice Me. And I just think that's, like, the most beautiful. Like, it just sums her up in so many ways. And it's like, like she could have been, like, a, an incredible songwriter, I think, if she had done it more or if people had let her do it more. Because that song is Beautifully, beautifully written. Mm-hmm. And my favorite, like, high, high like, fast song. Oh, I don't know. I love the whole Blockout album, which I think of as, like, a <laughs> song because I only listen to it from beginning to end. Damn, mm. this guy said, damn, that's the best compliment. I think of the album as one song because I just rinse it from front to back it's amazing and she made it amidst her breakdown and it's this really weird mix of things because she was at the height of her power like she could she could do anything she wanted in the studio because she had been making so much money for people for sure she had free reign in the studio Mm -hmm. and at the same time she was sort of like losing it a little bit so you combine those two things and like you just have this like combustion that's both like Super weird and like incredibly produced. As long as nobody
0: dies, you have some magic coming out of that studio. Yeah,
3: yeah. Like maybe I'll
1: maybe I'll put on blackout this weekend and just see where I land. There are no guitars,
0: Alex. I um, (sighs) we've talked about it before on the show, but I have to mention I was I'm in the video for every time.
3: You are in the video. Oh God, Jason, (laughs) I forgot. I I, I am am in that video. Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. wait. The
3: (sighs) the video with Steven Dorf in Vegas.
0: Uh, that's right.
3: Whoa, 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 whoa! In what context are you in that video?
0: I play a ravenous paparazzi.
3: When she's walking through the hallway.
0: That's right. That's right. I'm the I'm the very tall one. I'm wearing a leather trench coat. I have kind of long hair, and they they gave me makeup to look kind of like dark and menacing. And then. You're
3: you're now the most famous person I've ever met.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird because when I, was, I remember being on that video at the time, I was like, all right, here's another Britney Spears song and I'm in the video and whatever. And then that that's you, you're right about it really kind of becoming this beautiful song that has had a lot of legs. And then it was featured in that, um, what movie was that in a few years Spring ago? Spring Breakers. Yeah, Spring Breakers, where they had that scene. And like when you sit down and listen to it, you're like, fuck, this is a, a truly beautiful song.
3: And in the original video, she commits suicide in the video, but they changed it before they yeah. released it because MTV gave them pushback.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a what? dark,
3: like it's a, it's a really like that song, and it's again, it's like I think it's the only one she's ever written that's been on one of her studio albums, and so it's like truly the only kind of uh, like assured window that we have into her like
2: mm-hmm. soul psyche. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Damn, Jason! I didn't realize that was the video
1: you were in. This is one of I, Jason's famous stories, so I've heard it, of course, a million times. you, I know mean,
2: I,
3: you should be telling that to everybody. I would be using <laughs> that story left and right. You can get into clubs with that story. <laughs> with that story. Yeah, I'm
0: it's gonna crazy. go to I'm gonna go to Bergheim and be like, "Have you seen Everest?"
1: <laughs> I'm gonna pull up YouTube. Just give me one second, sir. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I that is a, that is a, I, I didn't realize that was the song. You guys are meant to be. That's oh it's, man, it's, I can't wait to watch it, and now I have a
3: personal connection to it.
2: Kismet. <laughs> uh,
1: I had a few questions about my Britney Spears, uh, Sienna Miller, that you okay? That you, oh yeah, famously profiled for the cover, where she actually looked very good. That was a great yeah. cover. What uh, I mean, do you mean it's it's hard actually? To copy. It's hard to not make her look good. Yeah. I agree, but sometimes magazines, at least for me, as a person who appreciates natural
3: beauty, especially mm-hmm. a
1: laid back natural blonde, I, I can't have the makeup and the hair. You know, I, I just, I think that's unnecessary. Yeah, um, well,
3: she's the most naturally glowing person I've ever met in my life. So they did the right thing by just letting her be her.
1: Mm-hmm. What was the vibe, bro? Give me the whole tea. What'd she <laughs> okay, eat? So-
3: What'd she smell like? What's the vibe? the vibe was like super wonderful and like i have like very kind of strict ideas about like i i am not there to be friends with the person and like it's very important for me to remember that because famous people are very um charming and alluring that's why they are where they are and so they can, you, you. They, they, they can make <laughs> <yeah, exactly. laughs> you they can exactly they can make you feel like 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 you're friends and you're not with her it was like really really special and she gave <laughs> She gave mm. me her email address and also said t- she wants that She wanted to set me up with a guy. And I was wow. like, so you so you hit
1: Sienna Miller
3: at gmail.com with a few pics. And then, like, where did it go? It it, it gets kind of worse, Chris. You're going to be kind of upset. I think I mm. she, she told me about the guy and I t- said no.
2: Damn. <laughs> like,
3: like my friends, when I told my friends that I said like, They're sacros- like what the fuck? Yeah, they were like, "What if Sienna Miller like wants to?" just, up, do, it, like, just do it, bro. You do it, and I didn't go. And I that never that
0: is that a dick that you suck as an investment into your future.
3: Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I know. I know. But the heart I wants did. what the what heart was, wants. It wasn't meant to be. So anyway, I haven't spoken to her since. But she sent me some really nice emails. And but she was where wondering. did you
1: do Where did you do the interview? What was it at the um, hotel? What,
3: what's that um it's like such a you place um is, is it cafe clooney or something oh like very chic yes we in, love in the it. west village yeah we love that yeah that's so you and that's like, a
1: nice early breakfast place you know what i mean when you don't want to get spotted you know
3: how? yeah and she wasn't recognized by the hostess which i thought was like really funny and also she's like a really good a- like i when that when they first asked me to do that i was sort of unsure because i was just like Sienna Miller, like I had this idea of her as like something that she kind of isn't, and I watched this movie that she's in called American Woman, which was the movie that she was promoting for the for the magazine cover, and it's a very good movie, but more important than being a good movie, she is like absolutely wonderful in it, and if she had had a different reputation, she would have been thought of for Oscars for this role, like it was that good, and that really caught me, I was like, oh, this woman has a, she has a story like she's underrated i would say i mm-hmm. i
1: think i i think her her chops are underrated as well
3: they're I, underrated
1: I, I agree i think that she i mean i think in that i think a couple years ago she was in like small
3: roles but she was in like three oscar nominated movies in one year mm-hmm. um, I, which is impressive the miller yeah, effect she just needs to keep at it and i think like I think that she just wants to be, like, a working actress. That's the sense that I got from her, which is, like, a really nice thing to be. Like, it's, she wants to live in the West Village and raise her kid and, like, be a working actress, have work, but, like, not maybe... I mean, I'm sure she would love to win an Oscar and be famous, more famous, and blah, 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 blah. But it seems like she's, like, just kind of trying to build a career in, like, a really kind of relatable, you know? I mean,
1: she also lived through being, like, exceptionally
3: famous. You know what I mean? Like... Yes, yeah, she was. But her first movie was Archie, and she had already been tabloided with Jude Law before the movie even came out. So she didn't even have a chance to, like, introduce herself in yeah. a movie. And she, like, I mean, the shit that she put up with, I mean, Rupert Murdoch tapped her fucking phone and was listening in on her fucking phone. Damn, Murdoch, phone. you know, as much Damn. as I love the Daily Mail, Murdoch is
1: the devil. And Yo, can, can all, you imagine?
3: Like, like how
1: <laughs> creepy? That's insane! Like, it's. I that's, mean, that's what I mean. The whole
3: Primrose Hill, that era of like London, it's it's crazy how big it was. Like, you know what? I, I asked her. I was like, "Did you ever meet Amy?" Like, because I associate her with Amy Winehouse in my mind because of London and all that. Yeah. Era. That the craziness of that two thousand six two thousand era, and she never got to meet Amy Winehouse. So that was, but I, but I was like, yeah. I, I you know, say. Amy,
1: I'm also, funny you bring her up, I'm also an Amy Winehouse stan. That's that's top like Amy Winehouse top five of all time.
3: Agreed, hundred percent. Like I, I think Top
2: that, five and not number
0: five.
3: <laughs> <laughs> number five I mean, for I,
0: Chris is probably Lily Allen though.
3: I love Lily too. I love <laughs> Lily. I,
1: <can't>. I think <laughs> I th- uh, I I think that Amy I watched Amy Winehouse and Mark Ronson do that song live. Uh At least once a month. At least once a month. At the Brits, I think, is the award show where they
3: played it. That's your your
0: version of Stevie Nicks warming up backstage video? I
3: also watched that. That video might be the best
1: video on YouTube.
3: The best video on YouTube. Mm An Amy Winehouse story that's good that I have is I saw her handwritten lyrics to that song. Um that has the lyric kept his dick wet which and she wrote it like in little girl handwriting <laughs> and it's so sweet to see it like on a piece of paper where is this
0: uh, megan the stallion St- stallion <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was i saw megan the stallion's written verse
1: <laughs> where, also can you as a a journalist on the front lines of music can mm-hmm. you explain this fucking megan the stallion tory lanes thing cuz i don't
3: understand and they're being mm-hmm. very coy about it no, I, I actually like. I really haven't been following. I'm I'm sorry. Uh,
1: apparently, Megan Thee Stallion got shot in the foot, and Tori Lane's got arrested for having a gun. But like, they're not talking about it.
3: And Kylie Jenner was there. Well, if
1: it was if it was Nobu and Malibu or the Nice Guy, it's very possible.
3: Oh man, Megan's been through so much, and she's like such a joy in the world. And like, I just it makes me really upset. Like anyone that would shoot her is just like anyone that would <laughs> shoot anybody. But like don't shoot Megan. I guess shot, at, Megan. shot in
0: the foot feels accidental
3: I
1: think Tory Lane's little ass let it blast by accident and escalate and clipped her left foot
0: yeah that's wow. that's the that's vibe
1: Sorry. Tory Lanes Alex Tory Lanes is five foot two that's fucked up he's five foot two <laughs> yeah because they sh- <laughs> yeah they showed this is a tall man's podcast I I know you're not you know I I don't think you're grazing six feet but no but we're going to yeah, let you in.
3: That was like serious
1: shade. No, I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
1: kidding. Because, because we joke about it a lot, but Tory Lanez <laughs> is actually five foot two. That's the point of this conversation. You know and what that
3: makes me, that makes me feel so impressed with him because to get where he is in the world mm-hmm. that he's in at 5 foot 2 like take something you know
1: to be a bad rapper and bald <laughs> and 5 foot 2 and be famous is fucked up that's crazy you're absolutely right he made wild. a deal
0: deal with the devil type of scenario I'm, I'm
1: impressed he he battled with drake my king and lived to tell i mean that's pretty crazy <laughs> you know what i mean like that's that that I, I guess they're both from toronto so maybe they knew it would eventually be squashed
0: you
3: know
1: <laughs> I'll, uh, all drink beefs are eventually
0: for squashed. the betterment of the city as a whole
1: yes. yes exactly exactly the mayor the two mayors shared mayors <laughs> uh, uh have you been working during the the pen pand- have you been writing a lot or have you found <laughs> it difficult really
3: difficult and the thing about like I'm incredibly disciplined and prolific with writing like it's not something that like, like yeah. I, I'm i someone who wakes up every day usually and like is committed to it and can do it and can yeah. produce even if it's not the full thing like I pr- really pride myself on that and I and I take a lot like I, t- I, I really care about that and it centers me and gives me so much and I've been like unable to not even just to write to even like think about like what I would write, like I'm so muddled and confused and like, I, I can't, I just can't be productive. So I'm doing like other work. Like I do some ad work and
2: sure, that
3: kind of ad writing kind of thing to pay the bills because I have no choice but to do that. But in terms <laughs> of, in terms of like creative stuff, no, like I don't even really, it's a weird thing because a couple editors have hit me up like, Oh, send pitches or like blah, 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 blah. And like, normally I'm like psyched. Like, like I want to do that. You know, like this seems yep. like a good idea and I don't even want to send pitches like I'm just like I don't know what it is like I hope that I that I I hope that do you, step out do of you it.
0: feel like the the subject matter that you were writing about feels less important right now given it, what's going on in the world
3: 150 percent it's really crazy that you say that because that's I think that kind of hits the nail on the head in like a subconscious way, like I don't think that's like what I'm consciously thinking of. I'm not like, mm-hmm. oh man, like the whole world has changed. I can no longer write about this. I just think I like genuinely don't care as much, and mm-hmm. like I, I don't. Yeah, like I don't everything. Even, everything
0: feels a lot more trivial nowadays.
3: Yeah, and like I don't think that's entirely fair. I guess because it's like I, you know it was trivial before, and I mm-hmm. still did it. You know? Yeah, yeah, like, but,
2: but like. <laughs>
3: yeah I don't know it's It's definitely like there's a blockage, and I've like never had a blockage, and so it's very troubling to me, but also like I just don't know if media is going to be on the other side of this, and so part of me is just like, i will this exist? Will this job exist like that I've invested so much of my life in and what's
0: uh what's our fallback career
3: i can you tell me like do you have a job like do you like, How, do, do you, you have any media? interest like, in
0: food blogging?
3: Britney Spears, Britney Spears backup person. Uh, I was
0: going to ask if Britney
1: Spears historian. I'm sure that would be a competitive historian.
3: There's a museum, so don't even joke because I might apply to be the curator of the Britney Spears Museum in Kentwood, Louisiana. I knew it was in
1: Louisiana. That's wow. so depressing. Um, well, are you keeping up with new music though? Even though you're not writing about it.
3: Um, here and there, I when the, when the, when the pandemic first started happening, I found myself not listening to any music partly because so much music I listen to is on my headphones when I'm on the subway or when I'm walking around and I wasn't really doing any of that, but partly like, I don't know, like it wasn't, it wasn't like, normally I have music on all day every day and I just like really wasn't engaging with it. Um, But I have been slowly and surely like getting back into it and I love that Haim album and I saw you tweeting about it and, I never liked them.
1: Same. Never cared.
3: Never cared. Never cared.
1: i listened to it a lot. I really like
3: it. I love it. And I think it's, like, really clever and really, like, thought through in a very smart way. The way that they use references is, like, in a way that I hadn't heard before where they, like, want you to – they really – they're, like, in on the joke of the references and, like – I, I just think it's brilliant. And I think their references are correct. Like the UB40 song that like UB40 40
1: song slaps.
3: It's good, you know? And like, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish there was another song that sounded exactly like that UB40 song.
1: <laughs> Do you, you think, did they bring in, like did something different happen? I didn't even look into, is there like new producers or just yeah, the I god Rostam?
3: Rostam and Ariel Reichstadt, I think worked on it too. and they're you know, both I, like, think,
1: I think Ariel works on everything because he's dating one of them.
3: Uh well he they're both geniuses I think Rossum is like low-key a production genius and We've, who
1: did we talk to him on the po- about him on the podcast with Jason
3: mm, I don't Hamilton?
1: remember probably Hamilton from, from Hamilton Lifehouser <laughs> yeah. um because they did that think, record together I, th-
3: I think that Danielle who I, like I didn't even know their names before this album came out, and now I can point them out and know which one is which, I think. Mm. And Danielle, I think it's like, I mean, she seems to be kind of the leader. She's the singer, but I think she seems like the creative engine in a lot of ways, too. And I think she's a really good songwriter. Like, the, the songwriting is really... It's just like really urgent, like it feels it, it, it like hits you like in a way where you're like i've I've had that exact thing happen to me, I know that exact feeling that she's having mm-hmm. and like it just like I think she's really i think she's a really good songwriter, That's and it, it. it's
0: cool to see you know somebody that or a band that both of you guys didn't really check for or care about, and then kind of keep at it and slowly you know get there
3: yeah, you I think it's it, a good great. I had been really unfair about them. I thought of them as something like, you know, bourgeois in a way or like, Mm
1: -hmm. you know,
3: like... That's funny. I
1: thought it was just kind of hokey.
3: Yeah, I don't know what I thought it was. And I think I wasn't super fair. I, I think I wasn't super fair to them. I had some preconceived notions and that weren't maybe correct and like... I'm super impressed with this album, and I think it's it might be like up there with my album of the year situation.
1: So you've been able to stop listening to the Kid Cudi Eminem single long no. enough to really get just, into the Heim record. Love to hear just that. Just about, man. just about. Love to hear that. Well, that's, that's speaking actual of
0: growth, speaking of that, Alex, is there um, what what bad music do you listen to?
3: Like, what do you mean by bad? Just music
0: that you know is not good, but you still, for some reason, listen to it.
3: I feel like that's a fair chunk of the music. I to. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. I'm trying to think of something in particular that's like not good.
0: What about you, Chris?
3: I mean, I think a lot of people consider
1: all the music I like to not be good, but like yeah. the Killers is excellent. I- I'm talking about like-
0: music that you personally think is bad, but still listen to it.
3: Like, I don't damn, know- I just can't I- quit you. This isn't bad music at all, and so I want to preface this by saying it's not bad. But I think people don't know how good it is. I listen to a lot of Patty Labelle, and I think people don't really like mm.
1: Chef Chef Patty.
3: Yeah, I love Patty Labelle, and I listen to her I, albums a lot. I've never explored
1: Labelle's catalog, Jason. I'm there, sure you haven't either. She's great. Uh, Thanks.
2: Who
3: else? Who else? I mean, um, there's so many. I don't even know where to begin. Actually. but it was too good of a question. Jason,
1: Jason fancies himself to be like very cool. And he doesn't, he listens to like shit that I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? Whereas I'm more into some radio
3: smashes. Right. Me too. Me too. I'm like into, I'm like really, I'm like, I'm kind of become really boring and like mostly conventional music. And like, I, yeah, I'm not super proud of that, but like, it's kind of, become the story of i think me. it'll
0: it'll happen to you as you get older you yeah. you'll you'll reach for less arca and more lady lady a perhaps yeah. <laughs> I
3: and
2: think also, like, what if
0: arca like, changed her name to lady a something to think that would about. be sick
3: some of that stuff too for me is like i'm not part of like when i was in my 20s i was part of like a community where like that where like all kinds of weird music made sense and i heard whole, like just like being out and around you know what i mean And i'm just like not in that world anymore so it doesn't have like that gravity in the same you sense, have to you, act,
0: uh, you have to actually work hard at it to <laughs> and not have it just be a part of your life
3: i mean i listen to a lot of mariah carey like and like like cheesy mariah carey stuff like she's my go-to like all the time would I you
0: consider mariah. we belong together to be her greatest work
2: no, I do really love it. Um, <sighs> Breakdown is
3: my favorite Mariah Carey song. The Mariah Carey song with, with Bone Thugs and Harmony. But I also love Always wow. Be My Bait. I love I love many songs.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm 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 a big J- Mariah Stan, personally. Jason
3: famously would inject Mariah Carey into his DJ sets over the years, and the crowd would go absolutely bonkers. Mm-hmm. She's she's wonderful. Interviewing her was like one of the highlights of my. Was it? I- yeah, what was that, was that it, like? Was it IRL? She, yeah, at Electric Lady Studios. Um, Why the
1: fuck was she at Electric Lady she Studios? recorded
3: some of her last album there, and her last album is inc- very, yeah. very, very good. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it's really good all the way through, actually. Um, it was wonderful. I was, like, she came down, like... So I was sitting in the basement of Electric Lady. Like, I've done a lot of interviews there, so I know the place fairly well. And, like, I was sitting in the basement, and when I... there's like, a long hallway... And all of a sudden, I heard the click clack of like many boots. And I was like, oh God, this is riot. <sighs> it's happening. The hallway with like 15 people and sunglasses on. And I was like, oh, this is going to suck. Mm. Like, this is going to fucking suck. And I'm not going to get the story because she's going to, it's just going to be some fake Hollywood bullshit. And then I'm, I'm not even going to be able to run the interview. Because I was trying to get like a real interview with her about songwriting and about all that kind of stuff. And then she pulled off with me in a bottle of wine and we ate pizza and like it was we talked for like two and a half hours and it was like it was wonderful she was so like she was so so different than what i expected that's amazing i
1: i I didn't think people like that ever let the guard down to be honest
3: i i i like the thing is is like i don't think she gets to talk about her songwriting that much and i think she's so used to interviewers being like have you lost weight like, who are you dating? Blah, 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 blah. blah. And like I, like, I was doing it for Pitchfork. So I especially wasn't asking those questions. And like, it was just, I think she was like happy that she's, she's, she's written 18 out of 19 of her number one singles. And what? I, yeah, she does all her own vocal production. And she's like kind of produced a lot of her songs in some ways too. Like she, so mm-hmm. she's, she's, she's really a, cre- I think she's very creative person who hasn't had a ton of opportunities to talk about that.
1: That's interesting. I actually did not know most of that. That's cool.
3: Think about right like it's it's Im- nearly impossible to have it's the most number one singles I think in history and she wrote 18 of them. Like you must know something about something Yeah. If yeah. Trying, no, you know. That, what I that, mean, that's fucking wild. I had it's no wild. idea. It's wild.
1: And
0: yeah and the only wild. thing people want to ask her about is what's what's up with Nick Cannon.
3: Yeah, like I was reading these like so for research. I was looking at old interviews and it's like crazy what the environment was like in the 90s it was just basically like her weight was talked about a ton, Mm -hmm. like just really terrible shit. And I mean, like I get it. That's what celebrity is. Like I'm not super purist about that stuff. Like that's part of what being a celebrity is. And like the reward is hundreds of millions of dollars. And so it's like, that's part Mm -hmm. of like what goes on, but it was weird to read those features and be like, this person was not evaluated at all as an artist or, or even thought of as an artist. Like, and she was writing the, she was writing the songs that like basically sustained the industry for like that entire decade because she sold so many records. Mm-hmm. And like it's, she's, yeah, she's an impressive, impressive figure, I would say.
0: Damn. I
1: And, I, and I,
3: working
0: I, with my dog, The Dream.
3: She, yeah, yes. that song is amazing. It's an underrated Mariah song. Mm-hmm. The one she has with The Dream. Is that on the record, the new one? No, it's on like I think it was on his record, right? Oh, I see, I
0: yeah, see, but I they've see. but I think he has co-produced or he's written a lot of stuff with her over the yeah, years, yeah, yeah. he's I th- amazing, I think a lot of his financial success is based off of mariah specifically right?
1: J- jason is a is a big dream head,
0: are you No, oh, he's got honey in his voice. What do you want me to tell you?
3: He's very
1: special. I like him too, but I don't listen. I like would never listen to it. I don't Chris really isn't a sexy it.
0: enough guy to really be able to appreciate that kind of music. I love I that song
3: "Bed." I love that song "Bed." You know,
0: put you to bed.
3: Yes, I. Love That's that. actually true. I don't think I am sexy. Where do you
0: enough stand on Team Breezy, my friend?
2: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> and be honest, oh, are you able to separate the art from the artist? Uh,
3: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I. I mean, I really, I don't know. We're getting close. We're getting
0: close. Let me just say it this
3: way. I remember when you put out that song, Loyal, and I, like, I I was, that song, I was just, like, you heard it everywhere, and I was into it on just, like, a visceral level, because you'd, like, hear it everywhere, and and I couldn't help but, like, tap my foot.
0: Are we talking about These Hoes Ain't Loyal?
3: Yeah, and I was like, what? <laughs> but then, I, but then, I, but then I thought it through, and I was like, what does Chris Brown? What does Chris Brown know about loyalty? Like, mm. what is Chris Brown? <laughs> Why do you, you have now? to take it there, Alex? God, you're such a thinker. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, it was quite, like, he is, he is. I don't know. Look, I don't Chris, Chris
0: Brown was a was clearly a victim of homie hopping, and he <laughs> is suffering from these hoes not being loyal.
1: <laughs> He's oh.
3: quite. a... He's quite a figure.
1: But he's kind of, I feel like he's just slinked away into the darkness.
3: I feel like he's not around. Yeah, he hasn't been. I mean, he was like low key, like one of the most popular entertainers in. Huge, yeah. Yeah, for like a really long time without really mainstream press giving him any love in a lot of ways. Or like legacy media giving him any love. Hmm. But I think, yeah, he finally kind of has. I mean, I think he's got a lot of issues. You know what I mean? I think like he.
0: Yeah, methamphetamines is one of them. I he's guess he's like,
1: just, I think he's switched fully into being a graffiti artist, which is a good look for him, I think. <laughs> his know? main issue
0: is is being too good of a dancer to where it affects his he, life.
3: He is, he is an incredible dancer. Like, I've never seen anything like the way that he dances. Thank you. <laughs>
0: um, speaking of, you know, Kanye West was running for president, then not running for president. Um, yeah. Do you think there are any rappers that would actually make a good president or a decent one? Huh. If you had to oh, well, pick I- one rapper.
3: I had the weird feeling. Who would make a decent one?
1: Mm-hmm. Walk a flocka for me, but go ahead. Cardi- Cardi- I say anarchy, but yeah, Cardi go B ahead. would be
3: better. Cardi B would be better than Trump, and probably better than Biden. I think mm. Cardi B. I could yeah. see.
0: I could see that. I could see that. I could see
3: it. No, I think. I think America could get. Could get you know, her
0: it. her delivery and her uh, you know her speaking voice might not. Uh, connect with the majority of Americans, but I think that her core values and honesty and beliefs would win them over.
3: Yeah, I think she, you know, the New York accent now, too, has, like, such Like, think about all these figures, Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump, who, like, represent authenticity to their respective bases. Mm -hmm. That accent and that way of speak, that very New York way of speaking, that straightforward, Mm -hmm. like, it conveys incredible authenticity. And, like, that's how you feel with her. When she speaks, you're Mm like, oh, this person is, like, telling me what they actually think about the situation versus most politicians who you can literally see the five-second gap between, Mm. like— what they actually believe and what they realize they should say, and I like I you know I don't think she's ever going to run for office. That doesn't seem like something that she would want to do. But I think she could. I don't know. I mean, who knows? I, I think Cardi's a good pick. I like that. I'm not a Chance the Rapper fan by any means, but I realize like he's the mm. kind of guy that like seems like he's positioning himself for something like that. I like, will. That that is that's when I'll finally move to Canada if yeah, Chance the like,
1: Rapper becomes president. I am yeah. Trump. We uh, can he's handle. The,
3: he's the enemy. My friend Michael said we would call him Chance the President. Like that would be his <laughs> fucking name. And I was like,
0: oh. "No chance.
3: Chance the President I mean, is so involved, funny." And he's involved like his family is involved in Chicago. Yeah, his dad,
1: his dad worked with Obama, I believe.
3: Yeah, I think so. Man. So like I could see that kind of What
1: happening. about Travis What about Travis Scott?
3: You know, I think I mean, he could I, really fuck <laughs> I don't No. I don't, he he can't even talk. Yeah, he doesn't seem particularly engaged with politics, although he came out to support Beto O'Rourke, which is I thought was like really Did he really? Yeah, he did like a he did like he did like a weird like meet and greet for Beto O'Rourke when he was running for Senate. Damn. That is, is I completely
0: insane. I would have never remembered that person's name if we didn't have this yeah. convo. Like that was don't a big, forget, was a big person and now Don't fully forget removed.
3: That-
1: Minor threat fan Beto Rourke was fucking on the cover of Vanity Fair and had a full documentary about him on HBO.
3: That was so... That cover made me so upset. That was...
1: I mean, (laughs) Vanity Fair, I mean, it's an unpopular opinion, but it is not readable at this point for me. I I try.
3: I I haven't... I don't... Like, I haven't looked at the print edition in a really... I was
1: a lifelong subscriber. Like, I subscribed to Vanity Fair in high school because that's how stupid I am. Um, (laughs) That's my fantasy that I was living in. But, (sighs) I mean... Putting Beto on the cover was not, I mean, they've, they've, you know, they've such
3: an embarrassment move, but it was a funny situation where like a magazine cover, I think influenced an election because I do think it was like a Mm. really big mess for him in a lot of ways. Like, I think it fed into like a lot of things that people didn't like about him. I mean, it's like in style,
1: putting Dr. Fauci on the cover, you know, Oh God, that
3: cover,
1: it's (laughs) so bad. Like the whole thing is so
3: bad. Like we we're in the
1: middle of this shit, guys. Like this ain't the yeah. time. To, this guy's done shit. Like what do we celebrate?
3: America's, America's doing really badly, and like I know that it's not necessarily just his fault. But can we not like? We're, we're like people are dying like it's worse here than it is anywhere in the world and like we're putting the guy that's in charge of it on the cover of insta like it's a weird like we're we're weird people like the Cuomo, <laughs> thing, was, the Cuomo <laughs> thing was so weird too I was like do you guys literally realize he's the governor of the state that has it like you're di- like you're dying because he kind of didn't do a great job at this and like at the same time you're it's, it was just yeah, like it's a it's like weird, sports
0: illustrated putting the worst ranked team on the cover of the magazine <laughs>
3: yeah yeah it's really weird but it's like it goes to like our just i guess our basic need to believe that democratic politicians like have our back when they really don't and i think like we want them to be idols that like care about us and that are good people and they're usually not and it's like we got to let go of that cuz i think really we
1: ridiculous. want them to look like presidential basically
3: you know what I mean I think that's part of it too is that like
1: p- put it I, I like those guys I mean the Fauci cover is abysmal that's a whole different issue but like the Beto O'Rourke cover like that looked presidential you know what I mean like it and looks if, like if- they made him look like a leader
3: in a '90s, '2000s Rolling Stone, totally, totally, played. totally, yeah, totally. But yes, which is perfect was, for Chris. Yes, I know what you mean, though. I know what you, you mean. You mean the best time of this country, the greatest time saying, to come said, alive? When you, yeah. When you said you got Vanity Fair, like I had the Rolling Stone subscription when I was in high school, and I just remember all those David Lachapelle covers, and I was thinking yeah. about like mm. how much they formed my idea of what an image is.
1: Oh, uh, Rolling Stone. I mean, Spin because it was like a little cooler. Yeah, um, yeah. The
0: early Lachapelle, Britney Spears, and Rolling Stone, where she's on the little kid's bike.
3: And like I just remember, like it just, I like the mail would come, and it just, w- it was so bright, and it didn't look like anything else, and it was like getting something so exciting. It in came the mail. every
1: week, wasn't it weekly? Yeah, too? it was
0: weekly. And then you would read the charts on the on the last page. I oh, would show you I, what, I what, what records the charts. That
1: was my oh. favorite thing. I, I mean,
0: oh, chart hive.
3: Spin, Spin
1: had the charts too. I think. I think they all had charts in the back. They all oh. did.
3: Yeah, they all did. Damn, bro.
0: Mm. Yeah. Um <sighs> There, there's been a, there's been a Twitter question popping up a lot about like what is the biggest musical act that you saw in the smallest venue? Have you guys, have you guys seen that?
1: Oh yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: You guys, uh, you guys got some chambered.
3: Uh, I saw the XX at pianos. I'm Ooh. trying to think. Oh my god, I'm so bad at with at these pop quiz questions. You're killing me. Um, <laughs> Don't what did worry. I, see? I saw. Um,
0: xx of the piano is not that good chris
1: i mean they sell out madison square garden now do Mm -hmm. they i feel like they do yeah where did they go i think they just chill
3: yeah that's the
1: first one that came to mind i might have better but i feel like pianos is also like 100 people
0: were you there when i dj'd with them at three of clubs bitch that i paid you for that That yeah 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 so then i was saying maybe that that should be (laughs)
1: jamie xx dj cdj set at three of clubs the worst place in hollywood
0: (laughs) that was a fucking
3: paid for by hornito's tequila hornito's baby chris Chris black that's such a chris black tweet you know (laughs) (laughs) All you have uh, to do is tweet that sentence, and everybody would understand exactly what you were like trying to say. It's a
1: different time. I, a, I haven't, but Jason, I feel like you've seen crazy because Jason used to promote a party in Hollywood, and it was you've seen. I feel like everybody played that thing.
0: I mean, I, I think the 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 biggest one for me personally was probably Daft Punk in you know a four hundred person cap room. Um, How did that happen? Oh,
3: because they were at that they performed at that party.
0: Um, yeah, the they just they one of tomas one of them went on and dj'd without sans mask and and played some music when all those ed banger guys were playing together at the same time but but also like lady gaga played there and all these other people
3: that's crazy
1: it's crazy to think about how big daft punk was for like three years they could still probably like yeah but i'm saying but i know that but but i'm saying like there was like a fervor about daft punk and it was I think it was twice as big as L.A. than it was in New York.
0: Yeah, because of because of the Coachella, the Coachella performance made everyone lose their shit about it. That's why
1: it's like people had never done
3: drugs before. Like, come on, losers! Like, was it it the preview to EDM? Is that what they kind of were in a way?
0: Um, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, because they were they were making you know dance sample based dance music, you know, in the early '90s like everyone like everyone else was yeah before they were wearing masks and everything and then once they once they they, once they became so huge they had enough money to you know spend a few million dollars on production and then really Mm -hmm. take it to the next level where it's Mm -hmm. not just like two guys djing on you know in the corner of a of a booth in the club but it's
3: like a you know have you seen what they look like under the helmets
0: yeah, they're just like weird-looking French guys. One of them is pretty good-looking. The other one, a little trolley, little gnome. You know how,
1: how cool must it be to wear a helmet for a living, but then be hot? That is
3: cool as fuck. They pre- that that's was the, like that was ahead of the time too to wear those helmets. I feel like that's kind of like a very now thing to like hide your identity, kind of vibe.
0: Especially I, in the EDM market, full of all these yeah. goddamn studio Oh yeah, ugly.
3: Marshmallow, Marshmallow. Oh my god,
0: Marshmallow, Dead Mouse. Then like yeah. ten ten other people.
2: Oh God!
1: I mean, I think those guys and Jason. I don't mean to talk down the EDM community. To remember, of. choose your
0: words wisely. <laughs>
1: But I feel like they just need, I mean, the reality is they're standing up there with CDJs, you know, so you need as much going on as possible to keep people
3: engaged, you know. And that's why they spend so much on production or wear a helmet. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's
3: brilliant. I mean, it's really boring to watch people just play with CDJs, you know. Yeah, well, (laughs) you
0: know, it's it's music that was never meant to be watched. It's music that you're supposed to
3: get. High as fuck or drunk
0: and just dance around and find somebody to have sex with and then go home with them. That's the whole point right. of, of going to the club, not just standing right. there being. Damn, like, Jason, I, I
1: love I love when you fucking explain things to me like that. Yeah, hell yeah, baby. <laughs> I always I always wondered what people went to the club for, and then and then you <laughs> well, just summed uh, it
0: up. It sounds obvious to you, but a lot of people have forgotten that. You know, thanks. well, the
1: club is. I mean, we're never going to the club again,
3: so. You know, Alex, are you an LCD sound system apologist? <laughs> yeah. I don't really know. I, I, it's not for me. I mean, I, 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 yeah, good I get man. why people like it, but I just don't. Like, I don't. I'm no actually problem. surprised only
1: because I know you were there for the heyday of that. And I yeah, feel like. Yeah,
3: like, I don't know why I just never really, like, I just never connected to it. But his wine bar is, like, right by my house, and I went one time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it's good, but not cheap.
3: Yeah, that's exactly what it is, and so I, 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 I've I've eaten there. So
0: it's it a restaurant in Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, yes,
3: basically. I think I think I,
0: LCD is like the you know an introduction to dance music for people mm-hmm. who are like into John Mayer and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, I can. I can. I, this I is think this think is a, dance music that I can listen to because it's like. I, guess I think
3: a lot about the changeover in our generation from guitars to electronic music, like. It's really crazy to think like people that were kind of in the hipster world or whatever you want to call it like for I mean, guitars were sort of like what kind of dominated like that world for a really long time. And now they're like basically non-existent in that world. I mean, they're kind of coming back a little bit.
1: I don't want to talk about it. Um, You know, it really hurts me to my core. (laughs) <laughs> um
3: but like if you think about like what it, like what are the indie venues in New York, like they're places that play electronic music and oh no, people, for sure,
1: I mean, you know? I think and, that we have to realize that the you know meet me in the bathroom era is is not coming back
0: yeah, yeah you got you got marquee kinfolk clothes, so that's it, baby
3: <laughs> I, right I spent a lot of time at kinfolk yeah. i
1: I didn't, but i a lot of people seem to be upset,
3: yeah, I spent a lot of time there. Wow, I forgot you're such a Brooklyn scenester. <laughs> I'm a Brooklyn. Scene-ster. You're
1: at James. You're at James Murphy's wine bar. You're at fucking Kinfolk. We're, <laughs> we're, Chris, we gotta
0: oh get laid God. somehow. All right.
2: That's wow, true. That's like the
3: lamest Tinder profile. Of all time. <laughs> <laughs> oh if Chris I, Black, if Chris Black calls you a Brooklyn scenester, like you're, I don't know if you're in trouble or like I don't know. Like, no, I I, I only
1: than death. I do it out of love, even though i 'm staunchly anti Brooklyn I feel like chris is you know Chris
0: is simply a Brooklyn scenester that happens to live in the lower east side you're That's like all. Ian he
3: hates Brooklyn too, but you know chris you've kind of like you're a little bit of a guru to me because like. I try to like eat, like I'm trying to eat, like all through pandemic, I try to eat super good and been exercising all the time. And I always think about like your dedication to like diet. I love,
1: I love to hear that. It will, like, it'll change your life. I'm telling you, it really will. And,
3: and I think you probably were the person who like made me aware of Joe Holder, probably. And like I do all, of his, like I do like his videos now and stuff like that. And, I really do like you. You come to my mind when I'm like when I do, when I'm like oh I don't want to exercise today. I'm like Chris Black would fucking exercise. Damn,
0: oh, hell yeah!
1: This is uh, the
3: greatest thing you've ever told stop me. Stop talking. Shut the fuck stop up. Stop
0: talking. <laughs> Chris, that you is- cannot you cannot fling compliments of this level <laughs> at Chris Black. It will ruin my fucking week.
1: No, guys, I just no look. I am I am no expert. I'm no master, but I do think that if you just stay after it, it will eventually pay off. That's all.
0: Spoken that, like a true know. guru.
1: That's all and, it is. And dis- you you have discipline. I'm, well, what I've been told before, the only edge I have is my willingness to suffer is what I've been told. <laughs> so when some, mm-hmm. like maybe Jason would quit, mm-hmm. I would continue on, but it may not be pretty, but I would continue on because is, I'm willing to take the abuse.
3: Is that like a like a psychological sadomasochistic kind of thing? Precisely.
1: Um, I would say probably. I mean, so sad, I'm not basically. asking. I'm not asking anyone to step on my nuts with a Louboutin, but I'm, you know, like did, did That's an interesting, Catholics?
0: interesting thing to bring up, Chris. But yeah, <laughs> I know. We'll no, have, no, no.
1: no. I, I grew,
3: I, I grew up uh, Baptist uh, grew in the a South. Baptist. We don't, we don't have Catholics really. Uh, I don't know. Is there Baptist guilt? I know there's Catholic guilt.
1: No, but Baptists are pretty. It's kind of just regular, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like regular ass, like. Really like Christianity, like baseline. Go to right. go to
0: church on the on Easter, Christmas. That's about it. I mean, you go to church. We went to church twice a week, but like,
1: yes. Ooh, it's,
3: in well, theory. Chris, what's the what's the like? I feel like you. I, I'm not saying that you would ever join something like Hillsong. I don't think you ever would. <laughs> but, I, but but I do think like there is crossover between the like eat healthy, exercise, hundred like, percent sober thing and hillsong and i'm really curious like first of all were you ever were you ever tempted or like interested and second of all where what do you think like i do you have any personal experience with hillsong and what do you think of like that that phenomenon Uh,
1: no no i basically i went to church like i said twice a week growing up always and then when i hit about 12 and like discovered you know punk and skateboarding and the important stuff i was like jacking off Jacking off, of course, the the third, the third in the trifecta. Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, oh, this shit is stupid. I'm good. I mean, my parents still made me go, but I didn't care. And then it got deeper into like hardcore and punk. Right. You you realize like, oh, I'm an atheist or whatever. I don't believe in this, blah, blah, blah. You you give it like a word almost. Um, Hillsong, I am blown away by because religion is just deeply uncool. Like being Christian is the least cool thing I can think of. Mm -hmm. So for them to like get a cool typeface and some celebrities to do this and like make merch is, is honestly, it's mind blowing. I I have a really hard time wrapping my head around it.
3: What a branding exercise. It's really crazy. I
1: mean, Jason and I need to go. Like we, we said we were going to go. Um, I, I think in some ways I, I don't. I mean, I think celebrities, and honestly,
3: you probably know this better than we do, Alex. They're Mm -hmm. searching for acceptance and something, you know, desperately. Um, I think. I think most. I think that's true of most people. I mean, like, I'm interested in it as just like, like an indication that even for people who like live in, like again to use the word hipster like people who are hipsters or whatever like have the same like moral black hole at the center of their lives where they don't have a ton of meaning in their lives and like they've they've glommed onto this thing that gives them a sense of meaning and like i'm not knocking them for that like everybody i understand the search for like meaning and like whatever it is for you like god bless like literally you know but it is like it's interesting to me in that way like i think like of there's so many religions now, and I do think, like, what I think the reason why I, I see the overlap Hillsong with like diet and exercise is like I've been doing these Nike exercise classes, and it's not Joe Holder so much who does this, like, he's actually very down to earth. But many of them, like, they you know, and this is the kind of old news because Soul Cycle was all about this too, but they talk like preachers, they're yeah. preaching. To oh, for you. sure, and, for sure, and, and 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 like they're building these like what they call communities, and it's just like funny that there's just like you can't take away that human impulse. Like it's just everywhere and it shows up in so many different ways. And it's just really interesting that Hillsong has become like this Damn, I've from, honestly I've never thought of it that way. That's really a great take. You know, I think I'm, like, yeah, I think people are like really lacking so I think most people are like really lacking like something not to be, I'm not trying to make this a dark podcast. This is supposed to be funny, but I just mean like, I just, yeah, like it's interesting to me because it's, it's, it just, it, it makes me realize it's like literally everyone. It doesn't matter like what your socioeconomic thing or like if you live in Calabasas or not, like you, you still have a lack of meaning in your life that you're searching for something to kind of, I, I, I,
1: well, I think the reason it strikes celebrities, you know, I mean, obviously it's also because we see that, right? So Mm -hmm. we're, we're aware of it, but I do think it's like, um, I, I think that being famous, especially—I mean—the Hillsong crowd is very famous. It's the mm-hmm. Kardashians, it's Justin Bieber, it's Haley Bieber. It's like that level of person. Um,
0: and they've done uh, a lot of sinning.
1: Yeah, well, they've also done a lot of sinning. But I think it's—I think it's just kind of like you know, you don't. You're. It's very. It's a lonely, lonely existence. And I it's think so that, lonely. I think that if you are able to fool yourself into believing in a like higher power, that makes daily life much easier
3: and that's that's all it takes you know what I mean 100% 100%, like I totally agree with you like I think like yeah I think it's kind of a miserable existence like I'm not trying to romanticize them because they have wonderful lives but I think it is miserable and I wonder if there's ever going to be a tipping point where like being famous starts to not be I I mean it seems impossible that this would ever be it would require like a huge cultural shift like a massive thing to happen that's not like the
1: desire of people
3: Yeah, like, it does not seem particularly appealing to me. And I'm not saying that in a way that's like, like, the money seems great. It seems great to be able to go to private jets to always get the thing you want to get to be able, you know, but Mm -hmm. in terms of like, I would not, I I can barely go to the bodega and not worry what people like think of what I'm wearing or whatever. Like, the idea that they have to live like that, like seems they don't seem happy they seem to spiral out of control very often and i just wonder if like could it ever be that people are like wait a minute that is not that is like not worth it
1: i mean look as a person who thinks it's totally worth it i don't know i, I cannot relate
0: but <laughs> i think i think it depends on what what that thing is that makes you famous what are you famous for are you famous yeah. for just being an influencer or being hot or whatever it is or are you famous because you have a gift that is so amazing you had to share with the world
3: that's true that's very true and i think that's
1: you can see how different people handle that based on what Mm -hmm. they're you know what i mean like adele one of the greatest voices we've ever heard is not really you know she probably lives a relatively normal life you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because because she's chosen that and i think a fan of someone like that kind of respects the talent whereas like um, uh, you know, a a model or like an actress or not even an actress. I'm saying, but like an Instagram person or a TikTok person. Like people don't give a fuck. They think they don't even think you're real. You know, right. they will like, yeah, go like you're
0: you're there. here for my entertainment. So <clears throat> start start rapping, rapper. Yeah, which <laughs> is
1: dark, but like that's the reality. I think it is tiered, even if people don't fully realize it.
3: I mean, one of the th- – I, I asked this to Mariah Carey because, like, she – I was interested in it in the, in the sense that, like, she's the only person that I can Im- – like, that's been through that in this way that she has. Because everyone who came up right before her in the 80s who was as famous as a pop – like, there will never be pop stars as famous as Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston. Very true. France, George – like, they, Madonna. Like, no one will ever mm-hmm. be that famous again. And maybe Barack Obama is the only person since who has been that famous. But they all – Like, except for Madonna, they all ended up with terrible endings. Prince, George Michael, Whitney Houston, Mm -hmm. um, Michael Jackson, like, and and I, I, you know, I was trying to figure out what is so hard and like, she wasn't really able to communicate to me like what it, what it precisely is that kills them mm-hmm. or kills people like them and she just kept using the word stress like she like she said stress is a killer and I was like mm-hmm. well I don't really know what stress means and she wasn't able to communicate it but it is like it like you can't like that's all anecdotal evidence that the most famous pop stars ever are all OD'd but it seems like it's got to have a connection like it has well to. I mean the
1: reason you're doing drugs at that level is to escape reality, obviously. Yeah. And and the reality is the fame. And I also think the reality is the pressure,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: like you said, to support this entire industry, like we were talking about at the beginning with Britney Spears. Um and I think all of that stuff combined. And also, I mean, with drugs, a big part of it is access, right? Like and mm-hmm. if you're if you're you don't even have to leave the house, you know, somebody gets it for you. So mm-hmm. it's 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 very easy to escape. And then you're also paranoid so you stay inside. And that's just, that's when things get dark and bad. You know, yeah, you live in these
3: airport hangars and like just like air conditioned airport hangars doing drugs and like not leaving ever.
1: It's, it's an interest. I mean, you know, you've also, I think it's like, look, those, all those people that we talked about, you know, or that you just listed, I mean, have given us so much. You know what I mean? It's crazy. It's insane that they, and they died, you know, they died like young, but not young. You know, it's not River Phoenix. They died at 40, 50. Right. You know what I mean? It's like 60. It's, 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 I think maybe when you've given that much that like at, at a certain point, maybe you just can't do it anymore. You're your, like, your a body, you're, yeah, like your body can't do it anymore. Like think about what Prince's output was. Like that's fucking mm-hmm. insane. Like that'll, mm-hmm. that will never happen again. You know, and it's, it's like, yeah, the fentanyl patch killed his ass for sure, but like there's more to it than that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Or also, when you know, when you have such like a, a prolific output of of art that you've shared with the world, at a certain point, you just you're you're done and you're you're ready to tap out. And why do you want to live? You know, you you don't want to g- get old and ugly because yeah. you know that's that's the the antithesis of what your whole life has been. And you're like, what's the best way to go out? I'd rather go out floating on a cloud of of fentanyl than you know putter out and die.
1: Because I think that the accidental, I mean, you know, accidental overdoses, obviously it's real, but you also kind of know what you're doing to an extent. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to kill yourself. You You know, know, you know what you're doing, you know, like what you can handle. And a lot of overdoses happen because, you know, people, you know, take some time off and they come back and think they can do the same amount and they die, you know, but like you kind of know that Mm -hmm. as a drug user, you know what you, you have a loose idea of what you can handle, you Mm -hmm. know? But luckily, I think
0: I think like today's younger generation of super super (laughs) famous artists and celebs like that. I feel I I think they're a lot more um, you know well armed to to handle all of that pressure. Yeah, you know, doesn't seem to get Uh, to them as much.
3: As a music writer, like I've always been bummed that Beyonce is a figure who like won't engage with the press in like an authentic way and won't give interviews that because I think it's a bummer that we don't have a window into how she creates a lot of the things that she does because I'm a huge fan and I want to know. But at the same time, I think like I under like she came up at the same time as Britney. She she came up when Whitney Houston was like spiraling out of control. And I think she's so smart. And I think she saw those two people and and more people, but those two people. And she said, Mm -hmm. I don't want to end up like that. Like whatever happened Mm -hmm. to them, I don't want that. And I think she has built a life for herself where she like, whatever her discipline and structure is, it has worked. I mean, she's still got a long life ahead of her. So who knows what her life will bring, but it's really impressive that she, I mean, She's the only person who comes even close to nipping at the heels of Michael Jackson, I think, in terms of like, yeah, total popularity and like cre- creative sort of peak and all that kind of stuff. And she hasn't really mm-hmm. melted down and she has maintained. with with some blips the elevator all that kind of stuff of course but like she has maintained a relative what seems like at least from the outside a relatively like healthy existence and she doesn't spill out of clubs and she never she you know what i mean it Mm was that just wasn't her thing and and she started so young and so i really give her a lot of credit for that and i understand like it i'm I'm upset that we don't have those interviews but i also what do you what do
0: you think some somebody like beyonce does to unwind if she's not taking drugs because I, well, you play. know that level of pressure, you have to let some of that steam out, or well, else I think that bubble
3: is going to pop
1: I, one day. Yeah, I mean, I think she's deeply religious. Like, grew up in the church, you know. And
3: I and who, think, like, you know, she she exercises probably so much, and I think like that has probably just like what we were talking about her her fit. She's an athlete. Like, I think of her almost at like as an athletic pop star in a way. Yeah, because, yeah, like, yeah she trains in that way. And I think that's probably been really sustaining for her too. Do you think she yeah. is a
0: person who has fun, true, true fun in her day to day life?
3: It's a good question. Um, I've thought about this before, actually. Um, I don't know because it's like, she's so normal seeming that I wonder if like that even is just a facade. I t- it's really hard to tell. I mean, she she seems to have a relatively. It's not a normal life. Obviously, she's like a billionaire. But mm-hmm. yeah, but I, she, I feel like like
0: Oprah or somebody like that has seems to be having a more fun existence than than Beyonce perhaps.
1: Well, that's Oprah has. Op- Oprah's killed it. And mm-hmm. Oprah's in the twilight it. though too. Oprah's like Beyonce's like in the heat of the storm. You know what I mean? Oprah's mm. kinda like Oprah I can, can, do can
0: open that second bottle of wine for lunch. Exactly. And yeah, it's all good. exactly.
1: Oprah's it's, also not married to another famous person. It's a very different, you know mm. Stedman's a cuck. You know that. <laughs> but I think that
3: but I think it's I think he I think Don't he do not for a Stedman I, like
1: that. <laughs> steady Stead. I love
3: Stedman. I love Stedman. I, I
1: Stedman, look like I I would happily be Stedman. I'm not firing shots you know when but he Stedman is Stedman was
0: in the news on the reg. We don't. talk about Stedman. I hope to find a
3: man as steady and solid and as Stedman. Do not call him wow. steady.
1: Yeah, don't steady Stedman. Um, <laughs> wow, Alex, thank you. We covered a lot today. Oh, I'm glad. Was it good? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 um, you know, I think I, I've said this before, maybe, but I think one of the things that I love the most about my life is that I get to talk to people that really like think about and write about music for a living in a way that I, as a fan can't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, I find it to be like the greatest joy to really talk about uh-huh. this with people who are either making it or writing about it or doing it like in a real way, because as an outsider,
3: it, it makes me feel like an insider and there's no better feeling than feeling like that, an insider. That warms my heart because I feel like an outsider most of the time. So thank you. For <laughs> <laughs> no, my <laughs> pleasure. Uh, tell people where they can, uh, where they can find you on the internet oh, yeah. oh well I have a website that's alexgfrank.com um, I have a Twitter that's alexgfrank and I have an Instagram that's alexgfrank but I don't really post that much but I'm trying to be disciplined and post more because I think I'm supposed to or something <laughs> yes that yes excellent I love the growth that's and, the, and the consensus of everyone my website is pretty. I designed it myself. Okay. The website has
1: also has all your stories. To people, the stuff that we talked about today, you can all you can go there and kind of reference that stuff too. It's all there, yep. um, which is helpful. But thank you, Alex, and thank uh, you guys. We'll see you soon. Okay, bye. All right, bye,
2: bye.